Hi there, this is the HR Hub and I'm Andrea Adam. So today we're gonna talk about HR audits. How do you do one? Why would you do one? What do you do with the results? That's coming up shortly. Keep listening to learn about this topic or any other related to HR. You can also find me on YouTube. Today, my guest is again, Alyssa Law. Alyssa is an HR consultant and trainer with HR West. And full disclosure, she's a coworker and a friend. She is also the head of Spacemaker Canada, which specializes in productivity and digital wellness. The link between productivity and digital wellness might seem like a stretch, but it's not. You should check out the video we did on that. Hi, Alyssa. How are you? Hey, how are you? I am good. I'm good. Looking forward to this. So HR audit, what is it and why would we do one? Thanks. Yeah. So an HR audit, um, they're, they're, they go by different names. So it can also be called a help check. It can be called HR discovery. Uh, so it's an overview of how healthy your HR function is. So um, broadly, uh, we look at policies, procedures, documentation, systems and practices to reveal strengths, opportunities, and risk. So um, organizations would typically engage in an audit when they're aware um, there's a need to improve, they're not sure where to start, they'd like to take action, but really aren't sure what the focus should be on that. Um, so an audit is diagnostic and it tells you what's missing and what needs to improve, but it doesn't specifically tell an organization what it needs to do about it. It doesn't tell organizations what it needs to do about it. No. So it would tell you, you know, where the strengths are, where the risks are, where the opportunities to improve are, but it's not a strategic plan as in it doesn't go into, okay, and now this is what you need to do to fix it. That would be typically what would follow an audit. So an audit, it's diagnostic. It's an overview of your current HR function, policies, practices, systems, documentation to, um, to, and provides a summary of areas that, um, that are, are going well, areas that uh, there's opportunity to improve and risk areas that should be addressed a little bit more urgent rate or non-compliant. I think this is probably the key question here. How do you structure an HR audit? How do you go about gathering all that information? Right. Um, yeah. Well, what's that, that in HR? So first, of course, we meet with the, the client, um, the HR leaders to find out what are their goals, make sure that an audit is the right tool for them. Um, they have an understanding of what will be involved. Uh, for an audit to be successful, the organization does need to be engaged, obviously, in the process for us to gather that information. So uh, once we agree to the process, we would send out like a form and a checklist that goes through the steps and that has an outline of the things that they would need to send us. So uh, we'd set up secure file sharing if it's remote, which everything is these days, even if it's um, even if we're meeting in person, the information shared remotely. Uh, so they complete the checklist. They send us uh, a number of documents. So basically anything that they would have related to their HR function um, based on uh, the information we need. Um, so then uh, myself as the consultant performing the audit, I would review the documents, go through the checklist, and then schedule an interview with the HR contact at the organization. So um, whoever gave the information, whoever my main contact is, uh, and there I would discuss any further questions I had, any clarifications I need. Um, based on that interview, I would put together a report. So the report will cover 
um, compliance issues like related to WorkSafe, you know, WorkSafe BC, um, employee file storage, uh, mm. those things, and then a uh, number of competency areas um, of their HR function. So uh, I put together a report, send that to the HR contact with the organization as a draft, make sure that there's accurate understanding, nothing else that um, I'm missing. Once the report's finalized, it would be presented to uh, to the organization so they can um, understand the uh, um, the overview and areas that are, are strong, areas that need development, and areas that are risk. I think a lot of people are going to be wondering about the details. Like, what policies, what process, what systems, like, what, you know, what are the details? Because I guess an audit kind of lives in the details, right? And I think it's important um, to understand that, you know, an audit isn't the deep dive into the nitty gritty of every area of your HR function. You know, that would be something they would do further, you know, if there's a, if there's an issue identified. So broadly, we'd be looking at what policies do you have, um, you know, who, were, the, were the policies, you know, developed in a way that they should be um, sufficient? Again, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, if the business doesn't have any policies. What policies do they have? Are the policies up to date? Um, do they have key policies? For example, you know, WorkSafe BC requires policies around bullying and harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we look at what are the policies that they have? So they send us either the policies they have, their handbook, um, whatever it is that they're using. Uh, we'd look at what, how they store employee information. And then we'd look at, at things related to the employee lifecycle, call, you know, how do they recruit? Um, how do they manage performance? How do they um, ensure, you know, how do they train their staff? Is there any focus on that? What's their health and safety program like? Um, do they have one? So we look at, you know, compliance pieces um, to the extent that, you know, um, uh, as a consultant looking at what, what a business, you know, should have. We look at their offer letter. Does their offer letter is it a, you know, one-liner that says you're hired or do they have an offer letter that was put together um, by a, a knowledgeable person? So um, so they would send us any information related to that and uh, and we'd go through, um, go through a number of uh, different categories um, and, and fields and, uh, and put together a report based on that information. You know, depending on the size of the organization, the amount of information we'd be reviewing would put very significant. If it's a if it's a large organization, or they've been through a merger or an acquisition, that's going to be a different yeah. type of audit than you know uh, a, a business of twenty people, and they want us to to understand where they're uh, where they're making the same um, on any compliance pieces. So, does this take a long time? And what kind of preparation uh, is required before you ever actually start reviewing documentation? Yeah, I mean, in the checklist we provide to the employer, it's an overview of what documents we need. So, uh, um, you know, it really starts in earnest when that's been sent to uh, sent to the HR consultant so we can yeah. start our review. Yeah. Uh, it can take anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks or longer, depending, again, on the size of the organization. Typically, I'd say more between four to six weeks. Uh, but it depends on, you know, depends on the size of the organization. It depends also on the availability uh, of the employer and their engagement in moving the process forward. You can gather a certain amount of information from documents, but that will 
still leave questions that need to be discussed in in an interview mm-hmm. and uh, a two way uh, two way relationship. Mm-hmm. Just refresh my memory. Did you say you gather the documents, then you interview, or do you interview and gather documents? And then- uh, so typically, we would we would gather the documents, review yeah. stuff documented, and then based on any you know questions that we still had or missing pieces, then we would have a, an interview with the HR contact at the organization just to clarify, understand any pieces that we might be missing, or if there's anything that is inconsistent or we're unsure about. What is critical to ensure success of an audit? Um, the, you know, the, the success of the audit is really dependent on the accuracy and um, thoroughness of the information that's provided. You know, for example, if, you know, an organization doesn't provide complete information or maybe they have some areas they're not very proud of and they're reluctant to share, you know, then the audit is not going to be as accurate and effective. Um, so we really yeah. had organizations that, you know, nobody has an HR function that is performing well in every single area. Um, most businesses do have areas that need improvement, need development, and it's really to understand what those are. Um, doesn't mean that we can fix them all overnight or get everything up to 100%. But, you know, we need to have a realistic picture of what's going on so that following the audit, they can understand how to prioritize their HR effort. And that's where an audit typically is followed by strategic planning. So, um, you know, as I said, no organization is perfect in every HR area. That's not realistic or an expectation, but where does the focus need to be to have the biggest impact? Or are there any higher risk areas where there's a lack of compliance? So we really encourage our clients to, you know, be really honest, really forthcoming with the information. Uh, not ashamed if there's areas that either they they don't have any development on or um, that are really out of date so that we yeah. can see the full picture and yeah. together plan that's going to work for them. You know, it's, it's very common that businesses either have really out of date policies or maybe they don't do any performance management. You know, these are all things that happen in the busyness of work. So it's important to understand, okay, you know, if you don't have a accurate or a, um, you know, compliant offer letter, all right, now we know that we can, we can work on that. So mm. uh, one that they're engaged is important that they provide us with the full information. And I'd say most importantly, that they are eager to discover, right? Um, yeah, want to actually discover what areas they need improvement so that following the audit, there can be effective changes made to their HR function if, if needed. Uh, so some organizations though are really sophisticated and some, as you said, are, you know, they, they've got 20 employees, they don't even have an HR employee. And so they're not sophisticated. How do you audit the sophisticated versus the not sophisticated? No, well, that's it. The expectations are, aren't going to be the same for an organization of, you know, a thousand people versus 20 people or, you know, different, um, different types of organizations. So, uh, we use, uh, so Josh Burson has a, um, uh, functional maturity model for HR survey that we use. It's really helpful and it breaks organizations into four levels. So, uh, the first level would be compliance driven HR services. So that's where they're really just looking at being compliant and, you know, doing the things that they need to do. 
okay to to be ticking that or ticking those boxes the next level would be fundamental hr services so um there's sort of a partial strategy defined um there's there's some hr um structures and functions but it's really just based on what what's fundamental um you know there's some core policy some core services the next level would be a strategic hr department so that's where the department already has um strategy aligned with the business strategy hr is already kind of at the the table when it comes to um leadership and decisions and they're just wondering how they can improve that and then a business integrated hr would be the fourth level where uh, and HR fully integrated into the business, and uh, and obviously the the way that we would be auditing organizations based on where they um, where they fall in the HR functional maturity level is going to differ um, in terms of what they're looking for. Right, you're not going to let it uh, say a very small organization or a very dumb organization that's want the compliance driven HR service, you know you're not assessing them to get to 100% where everything's integrated or working with them where they are and assessing them based on what's reasonable for their size and where they're at at that time. Uh, it sometimes seems like, and I'm mindful of this as a consultant, that you can give them a laundry list of things to do and it can overwhelm them. How do you manage, you know, that, that just creating this like, task list of a million things to do yeah so when we when we complete the report on um, the way that the body structure it is you know it starts off with an executive summary um of what the findings were and that's broken into three categories risks opportunities and strengths so ensuring we are communicating it in a way that is easy to understand easy to digest and also focuses on areas that are strong um, we also provide an overview of the uh, CPHR competencies and clarification that, you know, no business really is expected to be at um, 10 out of 10 on all of these areas. Yeah. Uh, so then we go through and explain in more detail under each category where they're uh, strong, where there's risk, where there's opportunity. And then at the uh, conclusion of the report, you know, we outline what are the next steps following the audit and sort of break it down for them again not with the detail of what specifically areas they're going to focus on to say okay so typically following an audit first thing a business would do is look at compliance and deal with any um, compliance issues or higher risk issues that need to be addressed right away following that typically there'd be strategic planning um to prioritize that laundry list so you know okay most organizations are are, are used to their you know there's always far more projects to do than there is time. So having a way to prioritize that, and that typically would be when an organization following the audit would engage with strategic planning uh, with either myself as a consultant or, you know, another firm or internally um, engage in strategic planning to prioritize, you know, say that there were eight key areas that were identified as an opportunity to improve, you know, over a, a three-year plan, which way... Which yeah. ones are the most important are going to have the most impact? So yeah, uh, that uh, that would typically be following. But you know, we do try to make it not overwhelming to receive the information. So got an executive summary at the beginning. We've got you know next steps on the last page as well as an understanding of how are we assessing you, and um, you know what level of HR functional maturity are is your organization. Okay. 
you were just talking about this. It's not, I mean, this isn't strategic planning. This feeds into strategic planning. Is that how they connect? It's just insight. Exactly. So, so as I said, it's diagnostic. It's to understand what's going on, where are we at right now? You know, one of the, the names I really like for um, this process, uh, you know, audit sounds very, you know, technical or lying to you, the CRA, um, okay. but, you know, a health check. What is the health of the various um, functional areas in HR? And then from that, when you do get your list, you get your summary, that uh, makes it much easier to then move into strategic planning. So as I said, we like to be very clear up front, this is not a strategic planning document. Uh, we're looking at the health of your HR function. And then following that, if they do engage in strategic planning, they have already um, an, an idea of what are the key areas they're going to be discussing in that strategic planning and making decisions about. Thanks, Alyssa. I appreciate that this is diagnostic. You started and ended with that and that it's going to give us um, some insights into some things we could do, but we don't necessarily have to do them all. It's just like our personal lives where there's a million things we could do to improve our lives, but you can't do everything. But anyway, we have reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening out there. We'll catch you next time when I talk with another insightful guest.